It's time for JT the Brick. How we doing? Baby, I'm great. JT, how are you doing? I'm not a journalist. I'm an opinionated sports talk host. We have a goal. We have ideas. We know exactly what we want to do here. Just win, baby. The Raiders' schedule is brutal. It's a second-place schedule that's front-loaded heavy and back-loaded heavy. The fans of the Raider Nation. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. I'm talking about the notorious ones, the out-of-control fans, the passionate fans. All of you fans are invited to be a part of the show. I'd like you to come in big and come in with a purpose. And that's it. Use the phone like a weapon. Enjoy everything we do. And please always feel welcome to call in and to tweet and to be a part of the show. Fair enough? And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Great to have you as I'm inside the Raiders headquarters, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. As we get rolling, as I begin today, I wish you a great Thanksgiving to you, your friends, your family, as you get together. Hopefully, you're all getting together tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and we wish you all the best as we kick off here on last show of the week. We'll be live today. We have some specialty programming on Friday. Raiders are on the road to Seattle, and I literally just finished interviewing the head coach right here two minutes ago. He had to move it back to 11.45. No problem with me. Whenever the coach is available, we sat down with him. So I just sat down with him for the Raiders report, all the TV shows. We knocked out about eight or nine minutes with him on a tough schedule today. As remember, the Raiders were back to work today because they had a victory Monday. They had the day off. Players' day off is on Tuesday. So they're back to work today to start a short week of practice to get ready for Seattle. What we want to do today, it's kind of listener appreciation day today. I want to thank everybody and be very thankful, as I always am, for you, especially around Thanksgiving. Everything you do for me, setting up the show every day, knowing the passion you're going to bring, knowing how much you love this team, ups and downs, and just the overall energy level. So listener appreciation day, which I do in the past uh, the day of Thanksgiving week, depending on when we have a show, and we'll do that again today. So if you called in, you never called in, you want to call in for the second time, for the 200th time, hopefully we can hear from you today and light it up and tell us how we beat Geno Smith. I just spoke to the coach about Geno Smith, and he looked at me and he said, this is a guy who could be the comeback player of the year and the MVP. And if you look at the history of this league, that doesn't happen. And Jim Plunkett was a comeback player of the year. He was a Super Bowl MVP. You know, when you've been a backup your whole life and you get an opportunity to play, most guys play reasonably well. They're all in the league for a reason. They're in the league because they're NFL quarterbacks. But if they're not good enough to start and they become a backup, you can have a great career as a backup quarterback. My longtime friend who's no longer with us, David Hum, backed up the legendary Ken Stabler. He held on kicks. He came into the game. He knew his job, and he was able to do it. One of the great Raiders of all time. The broadcast booth is named after David Hum at Allegiant Stadium. It's incredible. Brought a tear to my eye when I saw it for the first time. Backup quarterbacks are supposed to do their job. Now, if you watch Monday Night Football, Colt McCoy came into the game, and he's a pretty good backup quarterback. He's a guy, Taylor Heineke, is a good backup quarterback. But Taylor Heineke wants to start so badly for the commanders that he'll do anything to keep his job. He'll stay in bounds. He'll keep a play going. He'll get hit. He'll do whatever because he doesn't want to lose his job to Carson Wentz. The breaking news today around the NFL, Zach Wilson benched. Benched by the Jets because of immaturity. Not because, you know, he's playing terrible, but they won a bunch of games. So you keep a young quarterback in the second pick overall because they're winning. And they just lost a heartbreaker to New England on a punt return. And the kid acted like a spoiled brat 
when they asked him to his face, is this on you? And pretty much he said no. And the way he said no, it looked like a spoiled, rich kid. And I mean, people are really talking about his upbringing and all that. So when it comes to being a backup quarterback, you can either enjoy holding the clipboard or you could be ready to play. And Geno Smith was ready. And I'm shocked by this because Geno wasn't even a good backup quarterback. Good teammate. Very good teammate. He could be good at practice, but he's never been good when he's had an opportunity to play consistently. And now all of a sudden he's great. 17 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 108 quarterback rating, 108 second in the league. So when you look at his overall play, this is fact, not fiction. He's playing better than Derek Carr, who is a face of a franchise, a franchise quarterback who got a lot of money to do this. Now, Derek consistently is much better than Geno. But this year, Geno is having one of those flash seasons that you look around and say, how does this happen? And you look at the schedule. they got a good running back, a really good young running back in Kenneth Walker, 4.9 yards a carry. I mean, the guy touches the ball, he goes for five yards. Very similar to Josh Jacobs. They have a freak in DK Metcalf, who's just a freak. What Darren Waller did last year and the year before is what Metcalf does, one of those freak athletes. And then they have Tyler Lockett, who's really good, and he's developed and worked hard into becoming one of the better clutch-wide receivers in football. But here's the key to Seattle. They have five rookies who are starting, and that's what Dave Ziegler's trying to do around here. Thayer Mumford, Dylan Parham, get some rookies in there, and let's see if they can play now. You wish you weren't 3-7, and seven, but trying to get the rookies on the field. Well, Seattle got the rookies on the field, and they're playing lights out. They're having an unbelievable year. Tariq Woolen has five interceptions and two fumble recoveries as a rookie out of UT San Antonio. What? A fifth-round pick is playing at a level of, uh, as a cornerback as one of the best in the league, Pro Bowl, as a rookie. That, that's rare. They got two tackles who are starting. Now, wouldn't that be nice here? Because they're trying to figure out who the tackles are here other than Colt Miller. They got two tackles who are starting and playing well. And they just got good players all over the roster there and a really good coach. As head coach Josh McDaniels told me in our interview, I said, Coach, you've been competing for a long time against Pete Carroll. He had the Legion of Boom. He's had Russell Wilson. What type of coach is he? What do you think of him when I say his name? And he basically said his teams are always ready to play. And that's what, is, that's what Pete Carroll's all about. His teams, when they come out of the tunnel, are ready to play. They're ready to play. They don't need to be warmed up. They don't need anybody in their face. Pete Carroll does that in his 70s and tells these guys, you're paid to play. You're going to play, and you're going to play your ass off, and the crowd is intense up there. Very good fan base. Very good fan base up there. I wouldn't even say underrated. They call them the 12s. They have a name. Here we have the black hole, and we have sections of fans. They just have the 12s there, and they're very good. They don't have the pedigree and the history of the Raider Nation, but they're loud. And that's not a dome, and it's that loud. So with everything I just told you here, and looking at their edge rushers, This is a good football team, but I like the Raiders' chances to win this game, and here's why. When the schedule came out, no one had Seattle. I mean nobody. What do I mean by that? What I said, nobody had this team winning more than five games, including front-running Seahawks fans who sold their tickets. I'm not going to go anymore. I don't like this team. I don't want to deal with the rebuild. Now they're all back. It's called a bandwagon. Every team has bandwagon fans. We try to put bandwagons out of business on this show. They have bandwagon fans, and they're all back. And they love this team now because the rookies, you don't know their names. You don't know where they came from, and they're playing their ass off. 
exactly what the Raiders are trying to do here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, their global headquarters. Get new players in here over the next year or so who are going to be rookies who are going to start and then develop some pro bowlers. Not look to sign. You know, Dave Ziegler sat across from me in this room where I'm hosting today, and he talked about the fact that every year he doesn't want to have to bring in five or six or seven free agents. They'll do it if it's necessary, but the goal is, like that, the Patriots, to develop the players you draft, and Seattle's doing that. So how do you win this game? you gotta, you got to believe me when I tell you this. There's only one way to win this game. you got to get Geno down. You gotta turn Gino into the player that he's been his whole bleeping life. Did you hear me? You gotta turn Gino into old Gino Smith. Okay? Gino doesn't have to be a Pro Bowler anymore. The Raiders can stop this. There is a library of film on Gino Smith getting sacked, fumbling, throwing interceptions his whole career. Let's get back to that. I'm calling on Chandler Jones on the eve of Thanksgiving. I'm calling on Chandler Jones, who the Raider Nation was thankful for that they signed him. He has got to show up in this game. I know he's containing the edge. I know he's good against the run. I get it. I'm looking for a big game. He's got to explode heading into this. He's got to have a big game. Max can't do it all. Mad Max Crosby, let's begin with a highlight of one of the best players in the entire league. Max making an unbelievable play, coming in, blocking a kick, which really was the difference, the outcome of the game. Instead of having a first down at the one, Broncos have to settle for a 25-yard field goal attempt from the right hash. McMahon is kicking, it's blocked! It was blocked on that play. Jason Horowitz on the call. That was Max making a play that really changed the momentum of the game. Heading into halftime, gave the Raiders the belief that, hey, man, we're not snake bit anymore. We're not a team that's going to lose. We're always going to blow these games. No, Mad Max says, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go out here and we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. And they were able to do that, which I thought was amazing. Foster Moreau had a Gronk play. You know, Foster Moreau didn't have a reception in regulation, but he had a Gronk reception in overtime where he really ran a cool route. Coach McDaniels broke down that play with me on the set, and we talked about it. Great play by him. Foster Moreau has to pick it up now. Okay, I like Foster Moreau. I like when he scores a touchdown or has a big reception. I need about eight or nine out of them a game, not eight or nine out of them a year. He's got to have a big game up in Seattle. Period. He's got to have a big game. Waller isn't available to play. Moreau has to play great. He's very good in the blocking and run game, but he's going to be called on to make some plays in the passing game. And then this guy, Devontae, who's the best route runner in the league. He's the best receiver in the league. He's a future Hall of Famer. He is the star of the Las Vegas Raiders, and he can put games away. Devontae Adams, slot right. Matt Collins there as well. First and 10 on the Broncos, 35. Carr. Play action again, looking downfield, lofts it near corner, Adams wide open at the five, he walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win! Touchdown Devontae Adams to win it here in Denver! Congratulations to the Raiders, I don't know how you leave number 17 wide open. If there's anyone you're going to cover, it's going to be Devontae Adams. He's wide open crossing the field, and the Raiders win in a magnificent way. Congratulations! I call that the Lincoln-Kennedy mixtape. It's the Lincoln putting a bow on it, which is great. I love when Lincoln does that. Jason made an amazing call. Lincoln put a bow on it, and the Raiders won the game and caused utter chaos in Denver within the organization today. They are a mess. 
They're a mess with their head coach, their quarterback. Did you see the meme that Russell Wilson has 12 bathrooms in his mansion and only seven touchdowns this year? So they're comparing, and they're doing these, this guy's doing this Twitter feed, comparing the amount of touchdowns to bathrooms in his mansion. And every time that Russell plays a game, he shows it again, shows the mansion and all the bathrooms. And now, when will Russ have as many touchdowns as he has bathrooms, which is 12 in his mansion? They are in utter decay in Denver. And you can thank the Raiders for doing that there. So that's the Denver. It's in the past. We're trying to look ahead to Seattle. We're looking ahead for your Thanksgiving. As Raider fans are thankful here. Look, it's, the season's not going the way we expected, but there is some positivity around here. Uh, there's a lot of excitement, that locker room celebration. Let me get to that again. I've seen a lot of them over the years, mostly on social media and at Raiders.com and on the TV shows here in-house. This was one of the best ones. Everybody came together. It was a relief to win that game in Denver. It started on Monday of last week. You had great resolve. You had great effort in practice. You prepared hard. And you strained, okay? And it took it took 64 minutes. Where's AJ Cole at? Come on, AJ Cole. This group, you should believe in yourself. Okay, I'm just telling you, you just got to believe in one another. You got to keep getting better. We got to keep working at it. It's been a long season. It's November. Oh, it's Thanksgiving week. Oh, yeah. We got a victory. All right, you cannot be divisive and say that that's a fractured locker room. People have said that they were full of crap. Okay, they were wrong, and we pointed it out here. Now, you could talk about a couple of players who are chirping, a couple of players who are Wouldn't you be upset coming into that game if you were 2-7 and seven and you were talking to the media after the loss to Jeff Saturday in Indianapolis? Maybe everybody doesn't work as hard as the quarterback. Maybe everyone isn't as great as the wide receiver and as dedicated. But the locker room isn't divided. There aren't players against a coach. No one, no one has been able to prove that, but people are stirring the pot. So that proves that this organization and this team is together. The owner said that about the head coach. The GM says about the head coach. And now they have to put that win behind them and win another one. You know, often in sports you hear, often in sports, you know, the win was great, but it doesn't mean anything unless you win the next one. There's a lot of truth to that. But they needed that win. They needed to sweep the donkeys. They needed to have some positivity in that locker room. They needed something to build on. Let's see if they build on it. This is a winnable game. It was a lock of a game when the schedule came out, a lock. Now it's no longer a lock. And Seattle's the favorite because they're playing better than the Raiders. But the Raiders have the personnel to match up with them. Hopefully some guys are getting out of the tub. Hopefully some guys are going to be available here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully Nate Hobbs will be ready to go. And hopefully this team feels good about the win and the practice that they're going to have today and they come out firing in Seattle because that's the only way they're going to win. Now, I've been talking about this more than anyone in the history of Raider Nation Radio. I've been talking about up-tempo and playing faster. Talk to Coach about the speed of what happened there in overtime, which is a good thing. I also ran into James Jones as he's here today, the former Raider wide receiver, the Super Bowl champ for the Packers, and he gave me a deep dive about what they did in Green Bay and how with Aaron Rodgers, and remember, they had Aaron Rodgers, and they, they loved to play up-tempo. They loved to play up-tempo in Green Bay because of the running game, and that was interesting. I said, please explain that to me, James, and he said, 
Well, look, when we played up-tempo and we ran no huddle with Aaron Rodgers, the truth is there with the MVPs, but it helped us in our running game. And that Raiders with Josh Jacobs in the running game playing up-tempo can keep Josh going. Josh doesn't want to come off the field. He wants every touch, every ball, and I love that. And hopefully he gets rewarded for that. And he's the strength of this team right now. Devontae and Josh are the strength of the team. Let me make that clear again. And the kickers. The punter and the kicker and Mad Max Crosby. Did I forget anybody? Mad Max Crosby, the punter, the kicker, Derek Carr when he's playing up-tempo and playing well, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and I think Colt Miller, who didn't play the last game, but it's the cornerstone to that offensive line which the Raiders are going to try to build up for the future. So that's the way I see it. I need the energy to be up today. It's Thanksgiving. It's Listener Appreciation Day. They don't provide me with four co-hosts, nor would I want them. It's just me inside the Raider facility where they listen. And you could get inside the building today and sound off like you got a pair. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving if you're traveling You can listen to a lot of our content on the road if you're going to the airport, if you're driving to Southern California. It is all up there at Raiders.com. Several podcasts and the ability for everybody to jump in and get a preview of what's going to happen next. 702-365-9200 is the number. 702 is our area code in Vegas, the 702-365-9200, because we're 920 a.m. Real easy. Put it in your phone and jump on in. Warren Moon will join us. Whoa, the legendary Warren Moon, Vinny Bonsignor, and Lee Sterling, who's making you money this year on this broadcast. Lee Sterling's going to give you three games for free coming up in about a half hour. And, man, you got to get better at gambling, man. I talked to a sports book director the other day. He's got a new watch. He's got a new car because everyone's just coming in throwing money, throwing money towards the sports book and getting their ass kicked. We want to try to give you some edge here, get some people on the radio that can make you some money. Big Al in San Francisco, always a sharp phone call. Big Al, start us off. Appreciate you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, JT. I appreciate it. I appreciate you giving giving me a little time to speak. You know, yesterday I was reading some articles about uh, the Raiders and and Josh Jacobs and how uh, he's really kind of put the brass in a tough bind because they're so used to uh, treating running backs as commodities. And I think we can all agree that Josh Jacobs is not a commodity. He's a, you know, he's a special running back, but, and that they're going to need to be able to make every good faith effort to sign him. But there was an interesting cut yesterday out of Los Angeles, uh, where they let go their uh, number one back, Henderson. Apparently there was a little bit of a, uh, attitude issue there. And this is a, a top quality running back. And certainly, if, uh, if we make Jacobs the number one next year, which we should, this guy would easily be a number two over what we have on the roster. The rookie running backs really haven't proven to be uh, ready to take on the load. And I think it's important in the NFL, regardless of how uh, coaches may feel running backs are commodities, that you have a really strong second running back. Yep. And this, this kid can play, and he's out there on the market, and we have three wins, and we're not going to make the playoffs or you know, unless we win out and something lucky stupid happens. Uh, why not treat this as a, as a game, as a time when we can take a look at some of this talent that's out there and bring them in and see if they're an actual fit? Not necessarily fit for uh, starting positions, but rotational players 
who can play on selected downs and make a contribution. Yeah, well, they got a lot of running backs, and I know what you're saying, because I think Dave Ziegler's looking at everybody, no doubt about it. He's been active as of late here, adding to the roster here. Josh is getting all the touches because he's not playing well. He's playing great. And with Amir Abdullah, Brandon Bolden, Britton Brown, what they were able to do with bringing in Zeus from Georgia, they kept a lot of running backs, a lot of running backs, because I thought that they didn't, they probably didn't think Josh Jacobs, no one thought Josh Jacobs was going to play at this level, and I think we can live with this now, but I don't think they'll carry as many next year if Josh Jacobs comes back, but that's the strength of a Josh McDaniels roster, Big Al, is a couple of tight ends, depth at running back, and a quarterback who can make the play to the tight end. And without Darren Waller, and Darren Waller needing to get healthy here along with Renfro, they're really leaning on Josh Jacobs, and he's living up to the hype. Yeah, yeah, he certainly has lived up to the hype, especially behind an offensive line that's been uh, not very good, had a couple good moments, you know, Denver the first game you know, at home, and a couple other, and a couple other games. Um, I would still like to be able to see them. Let's get in the. Let, let's make sure that we have the right people in because while uh, there, while Jacobs is playing well, there's no guarantee that he's going to want to stay either. So it's a two way street when you're right. a free agent. He's not restricted. He's unrestricted. Thanks, my friend. Thanks for calling in today. Have a great Thanksgiving. And the same to you. Thank you. All right, Big Al in San Francisco. See, that call came in from San Francisco, not Las Vegas. Want to hear some people in Las Vegas. Want to hear some people from Florida, New Jersey, New York, all over the country here because this is a global radio show. We're lucky to have it on the Raiders mobile app. You know, he said at the end, you don't know if Josh Jacobs is going to be here. I, I think Josh loves Vegas. And if Josh wants to be here, I don't know what the deal's going to look like. I have no idea what the offer will be from the Raiders or not. That's none of my business. But there's going to be a lot of teams that want a piece of him and want to give him an offer because he's a great player, and a lot of these running backs are thrown into the league and they are worn out by five or six years, and then they're out of the league. If they get to six or seven years, they're lucky. I have a feeling Josh Jacobs is going to be around for a while. He keeps his body in shape, he's ready to play hard, and he's very intense. I'm going to the Golden Knights game tonight. My wife with a nice surprise. My sons are in town. We're going to see VGK. This team's on fire. UNLV needs a win. They missed the bowl game that's bad news. they got to beat the rival and get the cannon. If you're a UNLV fan and you're going to the game, you can always give us a call. Rebel Basketball is playing well. We got the great news yesterday, 2028. Las Vegas will get the Final Four in basketball. And I think there's going to be a lot of other big things happening. Next year, after this Super Bowl, the following year, we have F1 coming up and down our strip, one of the biggest sporting events, if not biggest, by the time next year in the history of Vegas and the Super Bowl after that. The Pro Bowl will live here. I'm very thankful that I live in Vegas. I'm thankful I have this radio show and work with a lot of really good people here and have the ability to open up the show today from inside the Raiders. Sound off like you got a pair. Phone lines are open. Listener Appreciation Day, Thanksgiving, and inside the Raiders building, and we're looking for a key to the game. Raider Nation, you nervous about Geno? You nervous about Geno? Cat got your tongue? Someone come on, come on this show and take Geno out, or I'll have to do it, and I, I kind of don't want to do it today, heading into Thanksgiving. I'm thankful. I don't want to have to take Geno out.
huge. That's that's. I mean, that set it up. You know, I'll, they'll they'll talk about the the last play and stuff like that. But you know, and, and I think it was the very next play too. You know, so that just shows how um, you know sometimes we can have struggles and then you know. Big, big time playmaking is contagious, and we talk about that all the time. You know, getting somebody, getting that spark, getting it going, because you know we had plenty of opportunities throughout the game, and we didn't hit you know the, the the big home run every time. So, you know, when I see that, that fires me up, and then you know it obviously fires coach up. Great call. You know, we communicated on the sideline about you know what was the best you know based off how they were playing the whole game, what was the best um, you know concept or, or way to run the route to uh, to to have success and to be open, and you know. That's, that's what we need. We need great communication between you know, all the players, coaching staff, everybody, and then just go out there and execute. That's Devontae talking about the Foster Moreau catch. Isn't that great? A captain talking about the tight end who stepped up and made a big play. What's, it's not about Devontae. Devontae said it's about Foster Moreau. That's a great teammate. And those big plays got to be contagious. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Jacobs' catch late in regulation to set up the game, tying field goal, Moreau's catch, Devontae's catch. Come out in Seattle and run the same plays. Does that make sense? Come out and run those plays again. I know you can't run the exact play, the exact time, but run the plays that work. My line that I've said, no one's printed me a T-shirt yet, run the plays that work in Henderson. We're in Henderson. Run the plays that work outside. Run them again, again, and again. Those are the plays that the players want. They're used to it. You talk about it in practice, and they worked in overtime. Run them again. And do it against Seattle. they got young players there. Been talking about how good these rookies are, but they're young. And they're going to have a bad game or two. Wow, look at the World Cup. And some uh, Spain won 7-0 over Costa Rica. And Japan beat Germany 2-1. Wow. Japan beating Germany. Argentina lost. Friday, uh, tomorrow on Friday, excuse me, Friday's coming up after Thanksgiving. I'm going to be hosting Mad Dog Sports Radio from 3 to 6 p.m. right after the England game. I can't wait for the England and United States game. That's my Friday. Can't wait for that Friday. Alan in Vegas. Thanks for waiting. You're up next right here. How are you, Alan? Hey, Jay. Alan, you're there? Yeah, your phone's breaking up. Go ahead. Start again. Hey, JP. First off, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and to my family across Raider Nation, one nation, one family. Uh, JT, I've been calling for the head coach's job since about week three, but... I was pleased with how he was calling the game and the plays in the second half and overtime. He got a bit more aggressive, and I believe that responded. Uh, that came as a response with Derek Hart, Adams, and company to get more aggressive on the offense. Just keep being aggressive against Seattle and see what we can do. I, I like the up tempo. I like all the no huddles and just call, like you said, just call the play. Give it to Carr, let him manage, and just go from there. This team runs a lot better in a two-minute drill with the fast offense. Yeah, thanks for the call, Alan. Have a good Thanksgiving. Look, I don't know if they're going to run up-tempo when the game in, in the first or second quarter. They ran it in overtime, and it worked really well. You would think they'd want to do it again. And running up-tempo was hard with a young offensive lineman. Lincoln Kennedy was saying that to me at training camp. When we're talking about going up tempo, and Lincoln says when you got a bunch of young offensive linemen who aren't tested, it's hard to do it. The Raiders had zero turnovers in Denver and nine penalties, including pre snap penalties. So, for everyone like myself who yells from the top of the mountain, play faster, play faster, when you're getting nine penalties or 10 penalties in a game, it's tough to ask the team to get outside and do something unique when they're 
they're causing penalties just being in motion or not lining up right. So now everybody like myself are saying, well, play faster and do it. I think that they're going to play faster the rest of the way. Why wouldn't they? Worked in overtime. Why waste what happened in overtime and waste it in Seattle? You have all this momentum. Everybody's upbeat. Everybody's feeling good. Several plays worked at the end of regulation and in overtime. Run them again. Just keep doing it until they stop it. And you know you got Josh Jacobs to run the ball. You have Josh to run the ball. Look, I think we all understand the Raiders, unless there's a trick play or they come out no huddle on the first drive, which I doubt they'll do. This team is going to hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs for 100-plus yards a game until someone stops it. And that's the sad part about that three-game losing streak at New Orleans, at Jacksonville, and to Indy, is that Josh had a lot of momentum coming into those games, and the Raiders lost three in a row with one of the hottest running backs in football. they got to go back to him again. Reggie is in North Las Vegas today heading into Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Reggie. Thanks for calling. Thank you, man, and happy Thanksgiving to you, JT. It's two words that you and I, we, we've spoke a couple of times, and mm-hmm. there's two words that for two years, maybe even three years, it's, it's the same thing right now, right? One is adjustment. When do they make the adjustment? Do they, do they make the adjustment because they didn't do something right and you adjust to do it right? Do you make the adjustment because what you're doing ain't working no more and the other team made an adjustment? I've been begging for the Raiders to make adjustments, and something I saw in that game was adjustment. It was like finding the spot that works and Mm -hmm. keep doing it. So another thing, you also said something right now about keep doing it until you can't do it no more. Repeat it. Find what works and keep doing it until it does not work anymore. I don't understand why we seem to just be afraid to use what got us there to win it. And that game right there, without me getting too rah-rah, and I know we can beat Seattle because, man, I thought we could beat so many teams, and we went in there and lost the game. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get all rah-rah. I'm not having too many high expectations. What I'm going to do is have hope, and I'm looking at some notes that I took. And I wrote at the top, JT the Brick, notes. Now, I want you to tell me, (laughs) do you think this is for last year or this year? Adapt to the team each week. Week to week, adapt to those teams. Adapt and overcome the circumstances. Vanilla offense. The the, the, the offense needs to not be vanilla. Defense. Stop getting penalized. Learn how to tackle. What what season you think I'm talking about? I think it's a trivia question. It's a trick question. I'm going to go last year, Reggie. You were talking about that last year. They're still doing the same thing, so I can't put too many eggs in the basket. I got hope that they broke through and they could come through victorious next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Raider Nation stand up. And no matter what, win, lose, or tie, it's Raider Nation till we die. Silver and Black Panther, let's go! Take care, buddy. Thanks, Reggie. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You know, the up-tempo and wanting to do that and build on what's successful. Josh McDaniels will go down in NFL history. NFL history is a great play caller. That's done. It's over. That case is closed, locked. He'll go down in NFL history as a great play caller. I think he wants to go down in history as a great head coach. That's a work in progress. Got to win games. 
got to win games as a head coach, and he's the play caller. We know what he can do play calling because he's got six Super Bowl rings. I know some of you are sick of hearing that. Too bad. It's part of his resume of life. It's his life resume. He's super successful. He's been in Mr. Kraft's backyard with rock concerts with Bon Jovi and the biggest rappers in the world at Patriots Super Bowl victory ring celebrations. Okay, So he's had all the success in the world. Now he's trying to bring it to Vegas with Dave Ziegler. It's a bumpy start. The record proves it. But the plays that he had in New England are here. We know Derek isn't Tom Brady. We know that Foster Moreau isn't Gronk. We know that. But he's trying to build an offensive line, a defensive front, get some players in there who can do their job, which is what they all learned under Bill Belichick. Do your job, and then the stars will take over the game. Fortunately for Josh McDaniels, he's got some stars. When healthy. Hunter Renfro should be a star slot receiver in this league. Should be. Darren Waller should be an elite tight end because he was just paid to be an elite tight end. He's got a star. He's got a superstar in Max Crosby. He's got a potential future Hall of Famer in Chandler Jones. He's got a resume, too. Just because he's not playing great here, we don't wipe out his entire career because you're pissed off about the way he's playing. Chandler Jones has had a hell of a career. We'd like him to play at a higher pace. And then Derek Carr. You know, Derek Carr now has been playing with so many head coaches, so many coordinators, and we got to find a way, have to find a way to elevate his game. And as I said, Josh McDaniels has got the playbook to do it. I just think they got to give Derek more of it, more to change and to change quickly. My biggest frustration is how long the play, not how long the play comes in, but how long it takes at the line of scrimmage to call the play and snap the ball. I'm very frustrated with that. You know me. And for those who say I'm soft or I'm a shill, or I could care less what you think. I, I'm honest with you. I can't be any harder on this team when I say that. Play faster. Play faster, and let's see by playing faster if it'll unlock the door to more wins. And then other than that, I can't play defense. I, I can't play cornerback for you. I, I'm not a roving side-to-side linebacker. I can't make the tackles that you want these guys to make. But I can suggest on this show that Derek Carr is better when he's playing faster. And we saw that and it proved it perfectly in overtime. So let's see if Derek goes to coach and coach goes to him and says, you know, we're going to go. We're going to go a little bit faster in this game because of the matchup. Maybe in this matchup they don't do it. I think they're held back because of the offensive line. I really do. I think the offensive line holds them back because this is not the offensive line of the future. It's the offensive line to the rest of the season. And then they got to go out there and get some really good players that they can do a lot more unique stuff with. Gangster Raider heading into Thanksgiving. Thankful that you're calling in. Go ahead. What's happening, Brick? Hey, I'm not really worried about Geno. I'm really more worried about Pete Carroll because you see Pete Carroll was behind Russell Wilson's success because you see without Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson is a shell of himself. And I think that's why Geno is being so successful is because of um, Pete Carroll. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? And so I think it's on the defense and the offensive play call. And I think – um, as long as our defense can stop um, the um, the the open plays across the middle, because I think Geno is going to feed off of those. You know how you be talking about our defenses like across the middle has been wide open. If we can improve that and also run the ball more on first down, because when we don't run it on first down, we usually end up in the second and long situations. You know what I'm saying? And I think if McDaniel's can outcoach um, Pete Carroll, we win easily. You know what I'm saying? And also, I want to say, when do um, 
Nate Hobbs come back. Shouldn't he be able to come back? This yeah, week he should be able. He should be able to come back. I saw Nate. I didn't talk to him at the Illinois game, the college basketball game. He was there supporting his Illinois team. I don't know the status. The first practice is today. The injury report will come out, and I'm sure the other shows after practice will. And I'll tweet it out too. So get ready for that. He he okay, is available hey. to come off IR today. I hope he plays in this game. Okay, I think he's you know number twenty four is available now. I think he should get number twenty four. What you think? And have uh, a good right. Yeah. Have a good um, holiday. Every, have a you good too. every day, Raider Nation. Thank Go you. On. No, I'm not. I'm not giving out Charles Woodson's number. And look, I don't know where you where all you fans stand on that. You know, Freddie Bolitnikoff was 25, uh, my favorite player. Snake was 12. Other guys wear the other numbers there. I don't think the Raiders not a big believer. Like at Syracuse, you get number 44 after Jim Brown and the Legends. That's a big deal. At USC, if you're a linebacker and you get 55. Like Junior say, oh, that's a big deal. 24 is an important number because of Charles Woodson. Jonathan Abram Ward, he wasn't a great player, but I thought he was a very good Raider. I thought he was a very good Raider, Jonathan Abram. He really loved being a Raider and had some of his moments. Just the Raiders and the new regime, we're not going to move on with them. They want a better player. Just look at the Kelsey film, and they're going to try to get those players. This is going to be a tough matchup, but I like the Raiders in this matchup a lot. We're brought to you by Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. Head on out. I'm heading out there tonight. Always just surfing around Virgin from the lobby to the shag room to olives to one steak. Proud partner of our show, Virgin Hotels. Snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40, Pollard, 20, 10, Pollard. Uncle, 68 to Tony Pollard on third and 15. Good night, nurse. Cowboys are back, man. They look good. Man, did the Cowboys look good. After losing a 14-point lead in Green Bay, they should have won that game also. JT back with you inside the Raider facility about 15 yards from me. Uh, the Raiders are filming one of the other TV shows. And uh, Amber Theo Harris is on the set with James Jones, the former wide receiver. I'm in their gorgeous podcast studio. And we go all the way out to Miami. Lee Sterling joins us from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. My good friend, we've been friends a long time. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for coming on. Oh, you too, buddy. I, my daughter just flew in from New York City and just landed, so excited to spend time with her and my family and, and friends. And I want to wish you a happy birthday, a big one. Uh, yeah, so yeah it's a birthday you day your today. Family. Uh, what Thank are you doing you. tonight on your big day? I, I'm going. My wife surprised me with my sons. We're going to the Vegas Golden Knights. So give me a, even though I don't bet on the Golden Knights, give me a little text on what the puck line looks in that. And uh, have a good weekend. My, fam, my kids are back from I'll, college, I'll, I'll so it'll be great. Thanks a lot. Let's jump in and take a look at some of these games first. Wow, you're giving us this game for free. I almost fell out of my seat. The Ohio State versus Michigan. Michigan looked terrible. I repeat, terrible against Illinois. They were timid. Obviously, they were looking ahead. I thought it was the worst game that Harbaugh and his staff called. Like, they didn't want to do anything, and they wanted to save the playbook for Ohio State. And then Ohio State had to get in a dogfight with Maryland. Ohio State's been dominating this rivalry at the shoe. How do you see the game? Yeah, not the way we wanted uh, to have both teams go into this game, but who knows? It could be uh, a game where both teams 
are ready to go. The only thing that scares me here is both teams, the top two running backs are not 100%, and the guy that might be most affected is Michigan star running back Blake Corm. If he is not ready to go, uh, I think Michigan's going to be in big trouble here. Now the weather, also a big factor. Yesterday it looked like it was going to be rain. Now it looks like it's clearing out. No rain until Sunday, low 50s, sunny and clear. And I think that certainly uh, has to benefit the Ohio State Buckeyes here. Why do I say that? They've got the better quarterback, C.J. Stroud, 35 touchdowns and only four interceptions on the year. And he's been in and out uh, with all his receivers. His receivers have been in and out of the lineup all year. So factor that in, home field advantage, one of the toughest places to play. Revenge, they had won seven straight until last year. And I just think that Jim Harbaugh is going to play tight again. I like the Ohio State Buckeyes here, 34-24. You like them to win and cover that seven and a half points there. I like Ohio State to win here. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter, but that's Lee Sterling. He's the pro, ParamountSports.com. Big blue wrecking crew. The Giants, I the Giants, I don't want to say they're looking ahead. They're not good enough to look ahead, but Detroit really punched them in the mouth hard in their building before they had to go out on the road. And I love the way Dallas is playing, the way they slaughtered Minnesota. But Minnesota was uh, missing their left side of their offensive line. And I thought that played a big role in that game there. Uh, Giants catching 9.5 as of now going into Dallas on Thanksgiving. And if you want 9.5, you better get it quick. This line opened up at 7, so uh, the train is all aboard on Dallas. And why? I mean, the Giants run defense, allowing 5.3 yards per carry. That's 31st in the league. Only the L.A. Chargers are worse at 5.5 yards per carry. Usually winning teams don't have a weakness like that. They could be down three offensive linemen, could be down three receivers, and three guys in the defensive backfield. So, uh, I mean, it's simple. You stop Barkley, you stop the G-man here, and this Dallas team is finally getting healthy. They're on a roll. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Romper Room Special, Dallas 48, the G-Men 14. 48 to 14. Everybody run to the window. Lee Sterling just gave you a blowout alert. Blowout alert. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. I think the best game of the weekend is Bengals at Titans. Man, this is a hell of a game here. Bengals last year go to the Super Bowl. They win the AFC, the Titans. I was in Nashville earlier this year where they didn't have a win, and then they ran off a whole bunch of them here. If I got this right, Cincinnati, a road favorite here in Nashville, Man, Vrabel and Derrick Henry are going to have something to say about this. The quarterbacks, I think, the advantage goes to the Bengals. How do you see this game? Yeah, maybe by a little bit. Let me tell you something. Ryan Tannehill, one of his best games last week playing in Green Bay, he was on the money. He was sharp. He was concise. He didn't hesitate. Uh, and, and like I said, playing those kind of conditions is almost impossible. But he had, like I said, a top-10 game of the year for a quarterback. I think it's a circle game here for Tennessee. They lost in the playoffs to Cincinnati. So uh, you got a team here that has circled the game. Derrick Henry, when they played in the game last year, I mean, he was off of a two-and-a-half-month layoff being injured. I-, I think it's a different story here this year. Wrong team favored. Tennessee outright, 23-16. All right, before we get to the game of the week, I just saw the weather where you are in Miami. I don't need a pick for this game against the Texans. 85 degrees? Yep. 
I mean, <laughs> 85 <laughs> degrees for the Dolphins. And a changing four... quarterback for the Texans, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of get the vibe on that. Uh, tell us how to get your game of the week. Minnesota in a bounce-back game, New England. This is a Thanksgiving Day special that I know you have for all our great listeners. They want to get it for free. Just call 800-400-9741. Give them the third game on uh, Thanksgiving Day. First time Minnesota's ever hosted a Thanksgiving Day game. Do they come back after the shellacking they took to Dallas? Or can the Patriots roll on? Just call 800-400-9741. And we've won 12 out of 15 weeks now. We have what's called the Turkey Shootout. 15 games from Thursday all the way through Sunday night. Just $97. One place. ParamountSports.com. Thank you, Lee. Have a great Thanksgiving. Appreciate you, my friend. You too, buddy. All right, Lee Sterling, 800-400-9741. He'll give you that game for free. And, again, some people you want to pay for a service, pay for a sharp, who's better than most people at gambling, that's why you do it. If you don't want to, just listen to his free picks here every week on the show. 702-365-9200. Antonio in Modesto, I got time for you before the top. Go ahead, Antonio. Hey, man. Hey, JT. Happy Thanksgiving, man. My hatred goes back to the Seahawks with Jim Zorn, Steve mm-hmm. Largent, Kenny Easley. I can't stand the Seahawks. But I think this whole, this whole conference comes down, and you know, we're not going to talk playoffs yet, but comes down to four teams. I think Miami, Buffalo, KC, Ravens, and Titans are in. That's a lock to my, in my eye. So it's going to come to four teams. So I'm going to be watching all week long Patriots, Jets, Chargers, and of course the Bengals, like you said. So for somehow the Raiders have some miracle, magical, Stars align, planets align, and go six and one. I think the Raiders could possibly, possibly mm-hmm. have a playoff shot for a tiebreaker going in. Char- yeah. I got the Chargers going nine eight. But hey, I just wanted to throw that out to you guys. I know everybody's probably already said already. Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family. It's a, a wonderful day with your family. Time's so precious now, man. We're getting older, JT. Yeah. I'm about the same age as you. So you have a good Thanksgiving, man, and then go Raiders. Thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Let me get Ray here. I can fit him in. I don't want anybody waiting on hold heading into the traffic of the holiday. Ray, go ahead in Vegas. What's happening? Oh, man, delivery driver in traffic. First time, long time back from uh, you in Rome in the smack-off. I was a plumber underneath houses in San Mateo, did a bathroom at Mariucci's. Uh, It was just so fun uh, having the football on while we're underneath there trying to catch uh, houses on fire doing plumbing. <laughs> it was uh, amazing that th- those days were really good, and uh, man, hopefully the Raiders are going to start turning it around again. It's been yeah, a long, I mean, that, long time. What do you want to see in this game against Seattle? I'm looking for a key to the game from everybody who checks in uh, from you to God, the final hour. Give me one key. Just has to be quicker offense. Quit mm-hmm. wasting time. Get the play done. Go. Yep, I would agree. Thanks for finding me and listening to me in the smack off and calling for the first time. That oh, has got to be that's got to be a record. That's twenty six years or twenty seven years. Keep calling more, Ray. Appreciate you. All righty, got any Grimaldi's? Uh, yeah, I do. Put him on hold. The guy calls. This guy's great. He calls for Grimaldi's. I got Grimaldi's for my locals. Absolutely, the best pizza I've ever had. Bobby, get him a fifty dollar Grimaldi's gift card. You know something? I'm so happy today on Thanksgiving, my birthday, all of it together. I'm gonna give out. I'm gonna give out two more Grimaldi's fifty bucks on the other side, and talk to Warren Moon. That's it. Grimaldi's long-term partner of mine. My kids take my Grimaldi's gift cards and they run to Grimaldi's so they could go enjoy it. And they're home for the holidays. And we're gonna go to the Vegas Golden Knights game tonight. And I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna reward myself with my buddy Steve Gomez. 
who gave me a nice gift today of a bucket of Modelo's. I will have that in about an hour and 20 minutes. An hour of the show will be done. 20 minutes to get back to Summerlin. Cerveza.